rising from the ashes of a video game. Monsters appear, including Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's Rampage. this film because you yeah. spelled Dwayne wrong for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It is W-D-W-A-N-E. I know. D-W-A-Y-N-E. Oh my That's gosh. Right. Oh wow. He spelled it D-U-A-N-E. And oh wow, Eric. Spelled it wrong twice now. Oh, oh no. Oh man. Welcome back to the Monster First Men podcast. This is the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves. This week, as I said, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing Rampage. Um, now, I don't think we could have a, a podcast called Monsters vs. Men um, without having a film that features Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's right. That's right. And this this is actually the kickoff for our Dwayne The Rock Johnson series. Next week, mm. we're going to be doing Walking Tall, followed by The Rundown. <laughs> let's, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no. So this is actually, Alex, this is our Kong adjacent Patreon choice film um, that we are watching. So uh, this is the one that, that if you are a bargain basement clubber, uh, <laughs> you got to vote on a Kong adjacent film. And this one won in a narrow vote um, over Mighty Joe Young, which might get a chance um next week so mm. or not next week not which next may week. get a chance soon um to, to feature in a, a future episode yeah it might, might be a two episode series where we cover the old and the new mm. yeah that would be good um but alex we did have a review on itunes that i thought you wanted to share yeah 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 so we had a review on itunes uh, i believe it was uh sam hagler and he said great podcast I was very sad when the Kaiju Apostle podcast ended, but I found MVM and it has been great. I rarely agree with your ratings, but it's nice to hear a different opinion. You know what I have to say to that? Thank you, Sam. We really like having different opinions here because we know ours are unpopular sometimes. <laughs> I think we're going to have the same opinion about this film, though, Alex. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I, I knew from the moment that we were going to do it that we would probably have different opinions. I was hoping you'd join me. Um, well, <laughs> but honestly, I didn't like it much huh. the first time I saw it. So well, There you go. So let's let's get into it then. Yeah. Oh, and, and also, thank you for your review. And everyone, oh, please, yeah. please review our show because it really helps us. And believe it or not, we are pretty hard to find <laughs> still. Yeah. Um, still enough. Yeah, so... Please review us so we can be easier to find for everybody and we can grow our audience and uh, everyone else can be like Sam and disagree with our opinion, but do it nicely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let's jump into this nice discussion of Rampage, Alex. All right, Alex, this is my very formal film introduction. So basically what happens is we have a genetic exper experiment in space that goes wrong. And then the remnants of the study crash to Earth and infect a wolf, a croc, and conveniently George, our hero, and make them really nasty and big. And then, you know, that same company that was doing those experiments, they try to attract the monsters to them using a dog whistle. And it works. And they destroy the company, the monsters do. And then George destroys the monsters after he gets the antidote. <laughs> and then, of course, we had... Dwayne The Rock Johnson living his best life throughout. Uh, so, I mean, it was just a really sharp plot. And I'm just wondering how much you enjoyed the plot of this movie. Uh, <laughs> wow. How do you really feel, Eric? <laughs> man. I mean, that's the plot of the movie, man. I'm not. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong there. Um, yeah, actually, you know, I think the plot's serviceable. You know, we get the opening moment. Uh that on the space station that's really cool i really like that moment then we get you know crisper meteors which crisper mm -hmm. is a real thing eric i didn't know if you oh, knew it that is. or not yeah yeah um 
turning these normal animals into monsters. I am disappointed that George didn't have a weird mutation like the wolf and Lizzie did. Uh, Ralph mm-hmm. and Lizzie did. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, it's like you said, we get dumb villains doing something incredibly stupid, luring indestructible monsters into a city. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure how they were really going to get out of this scenario. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see no. any legal well, the, case. The plan, was to, the plan was to let the military right. kill the yes. monsters and then somehow get away with getting some genetic samples from the monsters that was legitimately the plan yes but this two these two siblings that were pretty incompetent in everything but somehow had the technology the CRISPR technology to create these monsters in the first place in space yeah now now, to be fair they were that capable in the first place and then could be so dumb in the second place well to be fair I do feel like that actually portion is probably pretty realistic a whole bunch of rich people being really stupid And not, ouch, not, ouch. Not, not having any understanding of their consequences on the real world. Oh, <laughs> so man. attached from reality. You know what? Maybe this actually has a lot of commentary, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all social commentary. I just went over my head, Alex. It really did. You know, you know you're a little narrow-minded sometimes, Eric. But luckily you have me to bring you up, to elevate yeah, you this to true. this precipice true. that I'm on. Uh, so... Yeah, so essentially they just completely underestimate their own product despite seeing their own monkey live through a plane crash. They still don't understand. Now, (laughs) uh, but it's really the Monster Mash, George, Mm -hmm. and The Rock's charisma that, for me, really carried the film. Mm. Yeah, so just to be honest, like this this isn't my favorite type of movie. Um, and I know this is going to make me sound like a film snob. I get it. I understand. I don't like Adam Sandler movies, number one. And number two, I don't like Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies. I, I just don't. Yeah, uh, You like him so I, little, you keep misspelling his name in the notes. Yeah. Generally, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, he's he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson in just about every film. Uh, and this movie is no exception. I just think he's The Rock, right? Um, he's, he's the rock in person and he's the rock in his movies. It's just, he's the rock and he does have a lot of charisma. I'm not saying he doesn't. Um, I think like he seems like a really awesome, nice guy. He's just not the type of like movie star that I am really interested in, in watching personally. Uh, I, I mean, I think his best role was in Moana, um, where, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's his best role. <laughs> well, honestly, okay. I gave I gave this movie uh, a chance because I heard great things from from you and other people online. And honestly, I was hooked in. Like that first scene, you mentioned it before, but I was hooked in in that first scene. That was a standout moment. And the second best non related opening we have talked about on the show after Goras opening, Alex. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, you remember that? Yes, oh, I do. <laughs> but, it's excellent. Uh, but then we got back to Earth, and that's when I just think the writing kind of goes off the rails. Um, so about five minutes into the movie. Uh, the dialogue was just rough. Like, it was just so choppy. Um, it didn't feel natural at all. And the plot was just so full of convenience conveniences that it just became harder and harder for me to ignore. Mm. And I was trying to just kind of enjoy myself and not think about those things. Um, This was like a sci-fi channel movie with a big budget, but without the charm, I guess you could call it, that comes from a low budget sci-fi channel movie that becomes so bad it's good. This movie to me just wasn't good in any way. It wasn't good by being good. It wasn't good by being too bad. It was just... Meh, for me. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know if I could really disagree more with most of your points, I think. Uh, I won't argue too much about The Rock being The Rock in most movies, even though I do think he's played several characters that are not The Rock, uh, like he did in Pain and Gain, Hercules, uh, Moana, like you like to say. Even Baywatch, he's a completely different character. Uh, He plays a quite... A different character in several movies, but I'm not going to get into some of his older stuff too faster. Um, uh, but <laughs> so I, 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 I disagree with you, but I would say that his 
general audience personality is the rock as the rock right um now first off sci-fi channel movies don't really have a lot of charm in general that's just someone who used to watch a lot of them <laughs> back in college <laughs> they're just bad for the most part you only laugh at them because they're bad but not even like mm-hmm. so bad they're good in a lot of ways um only i think the writing is actually serviceable uh i totally buy the rock and george's relationship like immediately i'm sold on it it makes me sympathize for george i wish they had put a little more in the i wish george had like kind of uh receded from his anger or like the rage that he had and like connected with the rock a little bit in the middle of the film because it feels like they almost pull pull apart too much Mm -hmm. uh and it would have given us a little more connective tissue when they finally did bring George back. But overall, I really like that chemistry. The plot does have a few conveniences. I wouldn't say a lot, but the conveniences that that are there are big. Uh, and the bad guy plot is, again, dumb. And the fact that no one reported Lizzie. <laughs> like, we see Lizzie go under, like, three boats. The fact that no one reported it is just, like baffling to me uh until she like shows up in chicago it's a complete surprise as like they should have just cut those scenes and it would have been a fun surprise and i would have bought it more likely like mm-hmm. i'd have been like okay sure why not as for the characters though i actually like jeffrey dean morgan uh as harvey yeah, russell yeah. like i don't like him at first he feels too hammy almost i don't really buy into it but he throughout the film he grows on me uh, and to like this likable character that I really didn't expect when I when he first seen him. It's like, oh, this, this guy's just kind of annoying. <laughs> uh-huh. But then he actually kind of grew on me. But other than that, there's not really any standout characters. You got The Rock, you got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and George. Like They're the only three that yeah. I would even bother re- remembering. Uh, that is, of course, except for the other monsters themselves. Because they're really cool. Yeah. Um I, I agree with you about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, yeah, he's not likable at first, except he has one small line that like gives them a moment of redemption where he's like, hey, I genuinely am sorry about your friend. <laughs> and yes, then, uh, that, of course, that moment the right saved, there is like the yeah, really interesting one. That's the one moment. He is a complete jerk up until then, like completely, 100%. And then he has that one moment. And it's like, uh, that was random. But then uh, The Rock saves him, and then he's a good guy for the rest of the film. And you know he's going to help him out from then from then on. Uh, it was a really quick turnaround in his character. Uh, but I, I can roll with that. I can roll with that. But yeah. look, another thing I liked about this film, I, I think the CGI is really good. I, it actually looks great, I would say. Um, yeah. This clearly has a budget. Like I said, it had a budget. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it really spends most of its budget on The Rock and CGI, right? Uh, I mean, George's expressions are awesome and lifelike in a way that works. Lizzie is such a menace when she finally appears on the shore in Chicago. And really, it it doesn't take like the Godzilla lookalike route at all, which I was kind of expecting it might. Uh, It didn't do that at all, which I really appreciated. I liked her design. I like that it was animalistic, but a monster at the same time. Mm-hmm. She looked great. And I mean, even Dwayne The Rock Johnson looked lifelike. Uh, all <laughs> impressive points. <laughs> but honestly, though, honestly, a- another set piece that stood out to me was that wolf hunt scene um, mm. where we thought we were going to get the big baddie of the film, Burke, right? You're like, oh, here's the bad guy. You know, he's yes. going to. He's going to be the foil character to Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character, right? Yes. And then he gets taken out <laughs> in like his first scene. That was yeah. just, that was great. It's awesome. I really did like. They that. really do. Yeah. They set him up to be the big bad. They even put yeah. Joe Magniello or whatever his last name. I can never say it. They even put Joe Magniello as him. Like he's he's oh, not yeah. like he's not like a casting. You're like, oh, this guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I thought that was a great turn and a great little twist. Uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, the killer killers are us. You know, yes. the us as they said <laughs> is killed. Uh, they set him up to be this really big bad guy, tough guy, and then he's just gone. And I did think that was. 
a pretty bold and cool choice. And so my wife was also watching this with me. And to be fair, she was hooked the whole time. Um, I think she, I think she loved it. She gasped audibly when Ralph jumped oh. from the cliff onto the helicopter. It's uh, awesome. I thought that was an awesome scene. It, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of fun to be had with the the, the monster moments in this film. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Did you like any of the other monster moments? I, I think the George. I think the George fight. Uh, like when George turns good. I, I really did like the battle in Chicago um, between him and Ralph, and I liked the George and the Rock team up. That that to me was was really fun. Um, it, it comes a little late, as you said. Like maybe there could have been a moment in the middle, but honestly, like I had a good time with that. I had a good time with that. You know, getting there was a slog, but I did like that. Those those final moments, that battle, that was great. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, yeah, I, there there are a couple. There's another standout moment I'll mention in our awards, but yeah, mm-hmm. CGI overall was was really really well done. Action was was strong. Getting there was the issue for me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great that Neely liked it though. At least like that's oh, yeah. that's, that's cool. Uh, and, and you're right, like that gasp at the Ralph moment, like. <laughs> Uh-huh. You don't expect it, like you, you think you expect it, but then he, but then Ralph comes from the opposite direction you expect him to come from, oh, and yeah, it just yeah, completely yeah. catches you <laughs> off guard. I love when he takes out those mercenaries, and then I again, I still can't believe they kill what they set up to be the big bad just immediately, <laughs> yeah, which is just really cool. Uh, I think it's just a nice touch. Now, really, all the monster set pieces are pretty great. Like even something like George in the plane is a really fun time. Uh, and, and the fact that he survives a plane crash like perfectly illustrates how indestructible these monsters really are. Mm-hmm. But really, I think it all comes down to the really fun, goofy, over-the-top Chicago scenes. Like, we have a freaking alligator scaling a skyscraper, and <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> like, it doesn't even look, like, physics-wise, it doesn't even look possible. <laughs> Right mm-hmm. when it's happening, no, yeah. but it's really cool. And then we get Okoye gliding a chopper as a skyscraper falls underneath them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, get, I was getting this movie confused with Skyscraper, the movie. Have you seen Skyscraper? No, but I saw I that. Say, I saw that you? clip from the trailer where like he, where the rock jumps out of a building, and I was hoping that was going to happen in this oh. movie. Yeah, yeah. Didn't. Yeah, yeah. Different yeah. movie. Lot, Same lot, the rock. Lot of skyscraper, yes. Um, then we get the big... I mean, he, he pretty much is uh, between the two those two movies. Um, so there's some really cool shots happening during all the chaos on the ground when all the... When the, the uh, skyscraper's fallen and all the monsters are going at it, there's some really cool stuff going on and some really interesting mm-hmm. stunt work done by the rocket. Like, he has one of the... He said in an interview before this movie. And I remember, I, I just vividly remember him saying that this is the, one of the most, this is the most physical movie he's ever done. And I was like, mm. I, I saw the movie the first time. I was like, eh, uh, went where, <laughs> yeah. but this time around actually, and this is assuming he did some of his own stunts. Um, I actually see it because there's these moments where he's being chased by Lizzie and he's jumping down something running and it's all one shot and it's like a physically intense scene and it's really cool but i can't i can't dispute you know that some of the conveniences you mentioned plot wise do really rear their head in the final moments of the film and it just kind of takes you out of it like when he just suddenly finds the helicopter with the rocket and stuff like that just happening to be there on the ground Mm-hmm. Kind of took me out of it a bit, but it's also kind of awesome at the same time. So I'm like stuck <laughs> in the middle, like being like, "This is really convenient," but I kind of like it. And as for the effects, they're they're stellar. Uh, there's a few green screen moments uh, with the rock standing in front of like some debris and stuff that looks a little rough, and hmm. just a few. Yeah, I didn't bl- notice it. Just a few blurry effects uh, every mm-hmm. now and then, but overall, it's it's stellar. Like the monsters are yeah. top tip tip top. Yeah. Hey, so I want to mention another uh, another thing, and I think this is this is a small thing, and you'll probably disagree, but 
<laughs> one, one of the things about the writing and just the humor in general, and, and I think this is like, to me, this is just a sign that we don't have anything better to say. And so like, <laughs> there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of what I would consider to be, um, not crude, yeah, crude humor, yes, but like just kind of um, adolescent humor, I, I would call it. Uh, like, for example, George giving The Rock the middle finger or doing certain hand gestures at the end of the film. I, I don't <laughs> think that's super funny. And I don't think it's a it's a gag that, like, works. I don't think it would work for, for most people. And, and so it just makes me, like, wonder, you know, what's the point? Like, I'm not offended by it i'm just like why why would this be why is this in this movie um you know i think it's just like it just feels a little amateurish to me and it just i think in general like some of the dialogue there there is a ton of um there's a ton of the s word in this movie and i don't again i don't have an issue with a film cursing at all uh like if it feels natural but it just feels like um it feels a little bit hollow because this is a pg-13 film which is on the cusp i think to being an R film this is probably the closest to an R film that we've actually seen oh, with really? the violence and the language i think uh but it, it's like it wants to be on the cusp of that but it's it's not quite there yet um and i just to me like something about that kind of made me question what this film was trying to do overall. And it, gave, it left me with nothing much to care about. I did like, I did like the relationship um, between the rock and George, but beyond that, there was nothing much to care about um, beyond the effects, which I did like, but just that, just the effects alone can't sustain a movie for me. Yeah. And, and I, I won't disagree with you too much about some of the writing about, uh, the interaction between characters in terms of like some of their lines and stuff like that. There, there, there's some, uh, rough lines, but I do completely disagree with the humor, uh, portion, especially like the middle finger and that type of thing that you're saying is amateurish and probably didn't land. I saw this in a packed theater, uh, when it came out and, people were laughing quite a bit in the, in the theater. So I will say it landed for at least whoever was in my theater. Now I actually like it. Uh, I do think the first time it's done, you know, I'm not really laughing too much. Uh, I do think it's humorous. Uh, it's also totally believable for me, especially when you take into account the closeness between Okoye and George, you know, Okoye is going to teach him funny things like this because this is really his favorite interaction. This is his favorite. Uh, he doesn't interact with people as we are constantly reminded throughout the film, right? Um, he humans are uh, animals are his favorite thing. So, you know, because a, it's going to humor him privately. He's going to laugh about this. Um, and B it's like, it's building this close relationship where they have like these in jokes between them. And clearly this is an in joke that he didn't want mm -hmm. shared <laughs> with other people. And I like that because see, it shows that there's a juvenile side to Koye, like privately, like he, he, he finds humor and dumb things like we, like everybody else does, even though he doesn't share those moments with normal people. And I, I, I do think, like that. I That's think a good point. I think these moments really humanize it. And it's really the payoff at the end of the film that sells the earlier middle finger for me. Right. And it, it, I think it's ridiculous. We have a 20 foot monkey doing a middle finger and a sex gesture. And it's hilarious to me. And it's clearly an inside joke that he has no intention of anyone else ever seeing. Yeah. Right. I like your, I like your point about Okoye and him like being more of himself around George than he is around people because that's what he is. Right. So I do like that point. I, I just don't think you need that. And it's, it, it feels weird for me to even be like, kind of not like, I, I'm not, I, again, I don't have anything inherently wrong there's nothing inherently wrong with the joke and and the humor humor in general is completely subjective i just question like the necessity of it because yeah. i think what you're what you're saying here i think all these things with the exception of maybe like okoye having a different side of his personality that we don't see 
um, like that his human friends don't see. Besides that, I think all the other pieces of the camaraderie were already there. Uh, with mm. you know, you had George's pranks, uh, and I think that's that's the main thing that you needed. Um, and so the camaraderie for me was there. But okay. here's my last point, and it's a point that I usually make when a film just doesn't quite sit right with me. I don't think the tone always fits. Um, and I know many will disagree. There's a critic I like, uh, Matt Singer, who views this film slightly better than I do, I believe. And he says uh, on Letterboxd, his like quick review was, I don't say this lightly, the villain's evil plan in Rampage may be the dumbest evil plan in 120-year history of cinema. This is a good thing, <laughs> right? Uh, so he's like, he's embracing uh, how crazy this movie is. And he's mm-hmm. right, of course, like about the dumb evil plan. We talked about that. But he views it as a good thing because he sees it as an embrace of the fun that this film wants to have. Mm. I just didn't see the film going that far with its own embrace of its own campiness. As I said just a second ago, of all the films on the show that we've watched, I do think that this is the closest to an R-rated film that we we could get, like that we've done so far. Mm. Um it takes itself pretty seriously in some regards. Um, and it's in this, in the way that it treats human life, it takes itself pretty seriously and yet it's comical in it's delivery. That's just to me, it's not the type of camp that I personally uh, enjoy. I know many do, but for yeah. me, it's just not the type of thing that I love. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Like this is totally, and you knew, and you, and you, as you said, you predicted this and knew this before I was going to watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but I've been I've been kind of wrong a couple times where I've thought you wouldn't like something and you ended up liking it or vice yeah. versa. But uh, right. I uh, you know I I I can understand that. Like I I think it's got a lot of camp to it. Actually, like like the plane yeah. scene I think is very campy. Like this is yeah a wildly non-existent. <laughs> like this is completely impossible scenario. That's just yeah yeah yeah. It, it's fun, but it doesn't lean into camp in a way a lot of films that I know that you like do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so maybe that, they, that maybe that's my issue, but no. it's, it's a personal issue. Well, we're okay, we're going to get more positive here. This in whole our thing awards, is I our promise. personal issues. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, you can hear more about our personal issues on MVM plus <laughs> where actually we speak with one of our executive producers, Faye about Zack Snyder's justice league. We talk about fandom gatekeeping and we ask her about her own Godzilla podcast. This conversation goes in places. I didn't expect Alex because yeah. we already recorded it. Um, but it goes into Shin Godzilla, all monsters attack. It's quite the conversation. Uh, and Faye really gets into it. That's over at patreon.com slash MVM pod. Uh, you can subscribe there and listen to all of our MVM plus episodes. But Alex, I think it's time to get into our awards. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, coolest character award. Who'd you have? I had Harvey Russell, the, the Southern yeah. gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, again, we talked earlier about how his character is just completely off-putting at first. He's unlikable. He feels kind of lame, quite frankly. And mm-hmm. it's that moment you talked about where he says, and I am genuinely sorry about your friend. And from that moment on, I really like his character. <laughs> he's much more interesting. He's clearly a much deeper person than we initially thought. And he just seems to show up everywhere. But he's always cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not as sold on his character as you are, but I did like that humanizing line that he had. And uh, it made complete sense that once The Rock saved him, he was a good guy for the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, I say that sincerely. Like, uh, like I understood that uh, convenience. But my coolest character was George. I, I did like George's yes. personality um, when he wasn't an evil rampaging beast. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. did. I did like George. He he was funny. Um, so lifelike funny. enough. Yeah, lifelike enough to uh, really get us to care about him. I wondered if if he was going to survive at the end, and I, I might. I probably wouldn't have had him survive at the end. It didn't seem. Like he could have survived what he went through, but you know what? It's all good. I'm glad he survived, even though he's fake. I'm oh, glad yeah. he survived. <laughs> well, I'm glad George survived. 
Um, because yeah, he was such a fun character, especially when he, he was fighting at the end with the rock and really just owning, uh, and almost every scene that he was in. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, they actually originally did kill him and mm. the rock said that he wanted George to live. That makes sense. Because the rock, he's, he said, the rock said something like a, uh, he, he had a, it, it kind of made me lose a little bit of respect for him actually, but he said something like he has a, <laughs> like he has a uh, reputation and like people come to see his films to have fun and like kind of feel good at the end. And yeah, exactly. he wanted George to live, <laughs> which I'm like, that's kind of lame because I'm like, I'm thinking of when he did, uh, I'm thinking of like when he did the movie, he did a movie like South. Of course he wasn't as big in 2006, but he yeah. did like Southland tales Right. And he's not quite like that. And then he did, uh, he did a movie. What was that freaking Michael Bay movie that was like I can't believe it was actually like great. Pain and Gain. Uh, yeah, Pain and Gain. He doesn't have like that kind of ending either. So I'm like, this must right. be a recent development, like for him personally. Yeah. But uh, and I'm like, and, I mean, generally speaking, that's that's what I'm talking about when I said like it's just not necessarily the type of film that I generally gravitate towards. He well, knows that it, he knows that about himself. And so I'm so sorry. I'm not like disparaging the yeah. type of film that he's in or the type of film that he does. Generally speaking, he knows it as well. Uh, you're going into that movie. You're wanting uh, like an action feel good time. And so that doesn't surprise me that he wanted George to live. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that could be something that changes further in his career, you know, because yeah. this is clearly not something he he wanted uh, originally. And so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, so he was supposed to die originally. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad he lived just so we can maybe get a Rampage 2 with him in it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. What hey, random question. So Rampage, uh, I played Rampage. Yeah. Uh, like the original, not like any of the, was there one for the PlayStation? Uh, I think there, yeah, the original PlayStation. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I mean, they were in arcades. Um, they were on the original PlayStation right, 64. Right. Yeah. I played like the Nintendo version. It was arcade and Nintendo version um, that I played, like NES. Yeah. Now, I knew there was Lizzie and George, and I knew Ralph. Yes. But what, well, there was a rat too, which is like the illusion at the beginning in the spaceship, right? There was a rat. What was the rat's name? Um, right. Wasn't there a giant rat that was like the fourth? Yeah, I character? think they added him in later because I think originally, oh, originally it was the three that are in the movie, right? I got you. Uh, they yeah. they were the original three from the first game, but then they started adding more. I'm actually looking it you. up: George, Lizzie, Ralph. Vern, I think Vern, Vern is abomination who can fly. I don't know, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a. Oh yeah, giant Curtis, a giant laboratory mouse. He's from Curtis. Rampage too. There's a giant rhino, a crab. There's all kinds of stuff they can lean into. Oh man, armadillo, armadillo, armadillo. <laughs> I can't believe I just said armadillo. <laughs> it's like this is a low point for me right now. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of, uh, monsters. So yeah, there's a lot to pull from. I just hope they mutate George a little bit more. Are you there, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just laughing about you saying Armadillo. <laughs> I know. I can't believe I said that. Oh boy. Oh, that was great. That was great. Anyway, most memorable <laughs> line award, Alex, what'd you have? <laughs> I like that silence. It's just you like chuckling to yourself. Um, yeah. yeah, my most memorable line was, uh, it was from the rock. Uh, he said, well, I think she missed all the vital organs, but don't jinx it. And he's talking about how he's still moving after being shot. Like, Oh yeah. Right. right of course, I really yeah. like that line. Just that, that waving of the hand. <laughs> to me. It barely affects him the rest of the movie yes. after he's been shot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> of course, if you're built like the rock, I don't even know how a bullet would pierce your skin. Um, yeah, it probably did it. It probably did. <laughs> and then I also had a <laughs> I had I had a uh, runner up line from mm-hmm. uh, my man Harvey Russell, and mm-hmm. it's when he sees the the male villain uh, show up downstairs <laughs> after running. Oh, he yeah. says, "Damn son, did you did you just run down eighty flights of stairs?" <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. I love that line. That guy. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh mine was from The Rock and it was he's talking about when uh a confrontation he had with some poachers. Mm. He says, "They shot at us, they missed. I shot back. I didn't." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just so it's just so uh his character, I think, yeah. and it, I did like it. It's it's an example of a line where I'm like, it's not sophisticated writing, but I like the writing there. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a line that I think embraces the campiness, um, and it's just over the top and it's silliness that I so I liked it genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Too. Uh, what about your can't believe the acting award? My, I had to go with George. Uh, right, especially right, when yeah. he terrifies the the guy in the <laughs> at the zoo when he pretends he's like gonna murder him, it's a great acting moment. And then his finale, he <laughs> pretends to be dead, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> good one. No, I like that. Uh, and, and pretty meta, I would say, acting within the acting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine, a hundred percent goes to Marley Shelton as Dr. Atkins in the film's opening mm. moments. Um, we already mentioned it and alluded to it. Man, talk about another. We talked about Burke's character and how he was taken out um, after just a second. And you're like, af- after you think he's going to be the big baddie here, I'm thinking she's going to be a character that we see in this film, but nope, she's not. But the horror in that scene yeah. is genuine, mm-hmm. right? There's some genuine fear and terror and trembling and resolve and she brings it all in the few minutes that we have with her so i was impressed as i said that that scene hooked me in and maybe set my expectation a little high for the rest of the (laughs) film but but it hooked me in (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a really great moment uh yeah man it makes you wonder like why did they do that and then well, they didn't ditch the horror though completely. They just kind of no, got did rid because they brought it said, back this with is, Ralph. They did, they did, and as I said like uh, there, those moments are pretty intense. Um, yeah, they're pretty grisly. <laughs> yeah, they really are. I wish we had a little bit of those horror moments because it's clear that this director knows how to do that, right? Yeah, because he yeah. he, no, he, he can knock that out of the park. So I'm surprised that we didn't yeah. see more of that. Uh, what about your right. standout right. effect award? So mine is when Lizzie eats the helicopter. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of CGI moments to talk through. And, and 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 to be fair, The Rock has a lot of really cool, you mentioned it earlier, like physical moments where um, he had to do some stunt work. But I, I think the standout CGI moment, it was, it was potentially going to be a moment with Ralph. But then I remembered that Lizzie eating the helicopter it was a good shot as well. Um, mm. So I, I, I really like that over-the-top shot of the helicopter. We've seen things like that before, but maybe not with something that huge and a helicopter. So I like what, I like that. And effect. Lizzie, was it the helicopter or are you talking about the plane? That no, that's what I'm talking about the plane. Oh, I'm talking about the yeah. plane. That yeah. moment's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. mine was... Uh, actually involved a helicopter um the building falling with all three monster or yeah all three monsters on top and the the rocks little tiny helicopter just gliding down it's actually like a really cool looking shot (laughs) i really like that yeah i think a lot of people point to the lizzie reveal like when lizzie does the initial roar and there's the sunset in the background Uh uh-huh which is really cool but there's also this other cool uh, there's this other shot that I really liked, uh, or no, not a not shot. Sorry, I'm in effect this whole time. I've been saying shot, but yeah, the building falling <laughs> effect is just really cool. But there's also this long shot of George, and this is like it's all in effect, so it's all fake. So, <laughs> and it's just him going down the street with Ralph in the background, just destroying things, and the camera never leaves him. It's really cool. But the whole effect is kind of ruined with Dave and Buster's in the background. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it just pops oh. up. I was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. The? But then my problem with product placement, and you probably feel the same. You might even feel the same way, Eric. Is like, I'm always off put by it. But it also makes it more realistic. Right? We don't mm-hmm. live in a world with no brands. 
<laughs> and so yeah. it's weird that when I see a product in a show, it takes me out of it, even though that's actually more realistic to have it there. Yeah, it depends. It does it, depend. A hundred percent depends. One hundred percent. But yeah, no, I feel I kind of feel the same way. Um, yeah, no, I get it. And the to speak of the building falling, I, I think it would be easy to criticize some of the effects, just like another like city smash. Yes. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. Like, I think that, that skyscraper fall, um, like topple, I would say is pretty unique. Um, Mm. I really like how it just seemed like this inevitable collapse. It wasn't like anything that we've seen and anything that I've seen before where it's just a slow tilt. Um, (laughs) and I don't know how realistic it is, but it did, it did kind of, jar me a little bit because like wow like that would be absolutely terrifying yeah because um, we usually see like that huge that's falling like that exactly we usually see them like collapse or something right, like exactly. that so yeah yeah and this was not it was a topple you know yeah um so and i think it had to do with actually uh i think lizzie destroyed like the foundation of it yes or like part of the foundation at the bottom and that's what caused it to topple over exactly so yeah, man, the physics were probably impeccable, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson was like all over this one. <laughs> he was a consultant on the physics of this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Would the rocks pecs move like this? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> uh, at least they got the CGI pecs right. No. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, w- I wish I had those CGI packs. Yeah, those, me too. those are beasts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, I was already talking about good shot awards. I had, I had a good shot with the, and I kind of mentioned right. it a little bit earlier. With there's a shot of the rock being chased by Lizzie, and it's a continuous shot where he jumps away, lands in a building that's sideways, and then he runs and jumps out the window, all in one shot, and then Lizzie. And then the the shot cuts and he's like flying out the window and Lizzie does that that uh coming from below attack that she keeps doing. And it is yeah, it's just so cool. And I just love uh-huh. that that sequence watching the rock jump and like be actually physical. And it's not CG as far as I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I yeah, I, I remember that. Um yeah, that's that is cool. My my shot um was after they've jumped off the plane and they've opened their parachutes, I think they had like cameras right there. I'm guessing they actually did a, a jump. Um, they might have. I, I think they they probably they probably I would I could see the rock doing that right. Yeah. Um, it looked like they actually did a jump, and they had like a it looked like a, a go like a handheld camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Right there, right in his face, and it was—it just—it made me chuckle a little bit, but I also kind of liked it. <laughs> it was kind of the opposite. It was—it wasn't delicate in any way, shape, or form, but I—I I, kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any time you get a close up of the rock, it's a top tier shot. True, true. <laughs> well, let's do a rating and ranking. I'll—I'll I'll go ahead and start us, Alex. Okay. Actually, there's no ranking this yeah, week. We can rank it out of the um, rampage franchise. All right, we will. Yeah, it's my top one. I'll start us off, um, and then you can finish on a more high note, okay. I'm sure. So I, I actually don't hate this film, and I, and I can see why others enjoy it. As I've as I said, I praise the CGI. I actually think the CGI is fantastic. I think it might be slightly off to criticize it as just another city smash, um, because I do think it does some unique action scenes in the city. I think the George battling Lizzie um, is awesome. I, I think that the relationship between George and uh, I've been calling him the rock kind of tongue in cheek this whole time, but George and Okoye, um, <laughs> I think the relationship between the two is, is strong. Like I, I did like their dynamic um, and their back and forth. That was all well done to me. I, I, I do have issues with the tone. As I mentioned, I, I'm not sure if it goes um, campy enough. It, it just feels like it's on the cusp of, of wanting to either go horror route. Like as we mentioned, there are some strong horror elements in here. It feels like it wants to go even more intense at moments. Um, and yet it's, it brings us back with some, what I would consider kind of like silly humor at times might call it amateurish. But again, I know that uh, humor is, is very subjective. So with that said, not my cup of tea, but I understand why others like it. Um, 
2.5 out of 5 for me. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, when I first saw this film, I thought it, was, it had some real pacing issues, actually. I don't know if that's something you had a problem with or not. Um, but nope. <laughs> what often happens for me is that during a rewatch, pacing issues are smoothed out. Now, I don't know whether that's because my expectations have been eliminated or you know what to expect now, or right? what. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know uh-huh. why that is a frequent occurrence for me, but this time I enjoyed this one more and I really, I had a blast. Yes. It has a really dumb bad guy plan, like the worst, but we also see that the bad guys are pretty unintelligent from the get go. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it also doesn't do much in terms of risk or even like super interesting storytelling, but yeah. The monster mash is a blast, and I completely buy the relationship between George and Okoye, and I really like Harvey. It's just I keep coming back to these set pieces, from the wolf to the plane to the opening moments to Chicago. There's a lot mm-hmm. of shallow fun to be had here, but I think mm-hmm. I think the fun elements are really well crafted, and so for yeah. that. This will be a 3.5 out of 5 for me. Uh, it is really most of the detriment to it is the dragging down of the plot by the conveniences in the film. There are a few yeah. of them that really took me out of the film. But other than that, I had a blast. Nice. So what would you give it? 3.5 out of 5. Nice. Hey, I do want to say one, one other thing. Uh, and it's generally a positive i think hmm. we we haven't mentioned once naomi harris's character which she was dr caldwell yes which is basically okoye's sidekick becomes okoye's sidekick in a sense uh i think harris did a fine job yes at portraying her role i i don't think the character is very compelling or interesting i agree um because I think it's a little bit contrived. Like, and, and as you just stated, it made me think of it whenever you were just stating um, kind of how like you knew this, you knew what was coming. Yeah, this is like a super predictable film. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there's well, not a single of. surprise. You and me thought that the, the main bad guy was being set up and then uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the opening Besides, moment was yeah, like, oh, there's yeah. a hero. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just those, those moments lasted like five minutes. The overarching plot was very predictable. Yes. You knew like uh, there was a reason that Dr. Caldwell had this certain backstory, right? Like oh, yeah. it, it all was very conveniently put into place. And so like the character development there where like Okoye and, and her, they're in that field and they share their backstories with each other. Like that's just expositional sharing of a backstory <laughs> that is attempting to develop these characters but it's just exposition. It's like it's actually yeah. just doing the opposite of what I want a movie to do, which is telling me versus showing me. So yeah. I thought she had a good performance. Like I actually like thought she was interesting, but like the character itself never compelled me much. Yeah, so I mean, that that's to be fair. I just wanted to give a shout out to her because she was the lead, second lead in this film. But. <laughs> I think it says a lot that neither one of us felt the need to speak about her because I did think about her a couple of times in this, but I'm like, she's not as interesting as nope. she's not as this interesting. Is a Dwayne, the as rock Johnson, movie. the rock or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or even as Jeffrey Dean Morgan, or she's not as interesting as the two awful bad guys because they're memorable because of how awful they are. Like they're just like, not, they're not great. She was like, well, well acted character or, well enough acted character, but there's uh-huh. nothing stand out. There's nothing memorable. Right. Like when I think about this movie, I'll forget about that character again, just like I did after I watched it the first time. I forgot she was even in this. <laughs> Completely forgot. <laughs> oh man. Well, Alex, next week we're we're pivoting a little bit. Um we are gonna pivot and do the two Pacific Rim films. Um and the reason we're doing that is because we're gonna do two Pacific Rim films. We're gonna do some Godzilla versus Kong content, including Godzilla versus Kong. Um, and then we'll do Pacific Rim black, which was just being released. Like as we're recording this, uh, it's being released this week. Um, so we want to, to cover that as well as that some new content on the horizon. So we're going to pivot a little bit and do the Pacific Rim films next. And then we'll be back to 
really get into Godzilla versus Kong after that. Yeah, and it's Pacific Rim, the Black Eric. Ooh, Ooh there you go. Goodness. Yeah, I I have seen Pacific Rim. I have not seen the sequel, but it has been mm. like. I watched it in theaters with you, I think, and I can barely remember it. So. I can. I'm looking forward wait to it for the first one. <laughs> I'm dreading the second one. Do you have a rhyme for Pacific Rim? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think of more lines. I could just do two. Uh, oh yeah. So up next is Pacific Rim. To not like that movie should be a sin. Then we get. <laughs> uprising and I wish that I didn't have to cry zing <laughs> oh my gosh dude it started out okay <laughs> you should have stopped <laughs> yeah <laughs> I might do yeah next week we watch Pacific Rim will we be filled to the brim with monster limbs or does the tone just feel too grim ooh Man, I can't mm. wait. I haven't seen it in so long. Ugh. Nice, nice. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. On Letterboxd, we're Alex Cornett and Eric Muley. You can email us, mvmpod at gmail.com, or leave us feedback at mvmpod.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes. And if you feel so led, leave us a review on iTunes. We'll read your review on the show. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Faye Basier and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week. Try, try to, to stay, stay alive. alive. I should, I should have said Pacific Rim, not liking Pacific Rim is a sin, but Uprising has nothing surprising. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> yeah, sorry, too late. Yeah, too late. Well, I can't rhyme you're gonna, you're gonna edit. You're going to edit this one back in, I'm sure. No, I'll put it at the end credits, probably. <laughs>